This is the SCT Show. Hughes carries for the hash mark into the slot. Horvat scores. Just 12 seconds into the man advantage. The captain gets the Canucks on the board. Four fans. I want to win a cup. And I don't know if you guys want to win a cup. I want to win a cup. By fans. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that Jimbo got his ass handed to him this offseason, right? Like, I, I, I could just imagine Aquilini must have just pour him a new asshole. Here are your hosts, Tanbir Rana and Nam Man. Uh, welcome to another episode of the SCT Show. Um, yeah, we only record when shit happens. Um, we only record when the Canucks uh, go 2-3-1 and one on their uh, homestand. And I'm very important. 2-3-2. The 2-3-2, yeah. 2-3-2 two, two, two on the homestand because... Uh, we're not a negative podcast. We're, uh, we're a positive podcast for the most part. Apparently, we're also not a liberal podcast. But yeah, we're, uh, that's we're a podcast here, uh, SCT show. Um, you know, tune in uh, if you are a right winger. Uh, we might get Donald Trump on the show one day. <laughs> but uh, maybe Alex Jones. We'll see what we could do. Maybe Prabhu. Um, but yeah. Prabhu might be the worst out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, but let's uh, let's get uh, let's get going because NHL trade deadline was today, and uh, yeah. a lot of uh, big uh, I want to say big moves by the Canucks, but you know we learned a little bit about this management group uh, going forward, and uh, we'll talk about the on on ice stuff there a little bit at the end. But let's talk about the trade deadline today and what the Canucks did, and uh, what are your thoughts on uh, what they didn't do, and do you think they should have done more? You want to go first? You go. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I mean, a lot of thoughts. It was a very interesting deadline. Um, in general, I, I found like across the NHL, uh, it, it didn't really have the same fireworks as we've seen in past years. And I guess some of it was that it was, it really was a buyer's deadline. Honestly, I think there were so many teams that were kind of up against the cap and and then it kind of really made it hard for, you know, kind of sellers to, to sell as freely as we've seen in the past. Um, you say, you know, what we learned, you know, about sort of this group. Um, I think the biggest thing was patience. I, I kind of feel like they didn't really force a move. Uh, I feel like today could have been more damaging. Um, there really wasn't anything that I saw that happened that made me kind of feel like, oh, crap, you know, we missed out on this deal. Shit, like, that should have been, you know, the package for Besser. That should have been the package for Garland or or even Miller. You know, like, there really weren't any, you know, kind of, like, like even the winners that you want to say from the seller side of things, like, I think Montreal did fantastic. Um, but, like, what do they really get? You know, a first-round draft pick, they got a really good prospect and, and you know, from, from Colorado. Um, but, like, Considering the pieces that we had to sell, um, I think that would have been really hard for us to do something similar, right? Like it would have had to be like a Tanner Pearson that they would have wanted to do for that equivalent package. And I'm just not sure that uh, Colorado was going to do that. So um, Anaheim, another team that I thought did very well, but even they, you know, just got, they were able to get the one first round draft pick and then a whole bunch of seconds and thirds. Um, the thing that I think, um, you know, was an advantage for Anaheim, you know, when I kind of look back at this uh, deadline was they had a lot of unrestricted free agents, right? And I think that was uh, kind of able, it, it sort of made 
them go out there and be able to sell easier, right? We we flipped the one guy that was, you know, kind of open to, to going anywhere. Halak, I know he's an unrestricted free agent, but Asan. that was just kind of a foot show. And, and right? honestly, like, none of the other Asan. guys had value, right? None of those guys, other guys had value, exactly. So the one guy that did, we got something out of him. You could make the argument that if we had moved a bit sooner, maybe we could have got a third. But honestly, a third and a fourth is sort of a marginal difference. Um, you know, so I, I was hoping we'd get a second for Mott, but like there was no Mott's that went for a second. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like Raquel went for a second. Yeah, you know, yeah, didn't really get much. Like even look at really, Appleton. There wasn't much out there. Appleton was a fourth as well. Appleton was a fourth as well, right? So uh, it, it was a soft, especially in the forwards market, was very soft. I think though there was maybe some opportunity on the defense market that I would have liked us to maybe do a little something. I don't know if Brad Hunt had any value, but you know maybe there's a sixth or a seventh round draft pick that we could have got for him. Uh, Shen, Shen's the interesting one because I, I I feel we could have got a second for Shen for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also understand and respect the fact that you know he is one of those culture guys, right? Like you know we talk about culture guys. And like, this is not a $3 million culture guy. This is like a minimum wage culture guy, the perfect kind of culture guy. So I can understand and appreciate why they wanted to hold on to him, especially considering that, you know, you still need someone to play with Hughes. Um, But, you know, like, I love the fact that we got rid of Hamannick, you know, like the fact that we were able to make that move and actually get a pick, like Mm -hmm. that was arguably speaking, one of the best values, uh, all things considered. For me, it was more the baggage because I think on ice, Hamlet wasn't bad. Like he was okay. Um, but it was it was the off-ice baggage, right? And the fact that we were able to get a third, we yeah. were able to move off that cap hit, that's a major win. Do you and, think and that interesting. the Canucks yeah, have just done Mott for um, Dermot and just kept that third that they got for Hamannick? You know what I mean? Like, like, do you think you know, that they should have been able to just do something like that instead? Instead of giving even, up a third for, for Dermot? But even then, like, if you want to really think about it, they got a fourth, you know, like, is there, is there really that big of a difference between the third uh, and the fourth? Could, I don't know. You know, it could be the difference between one player that, you know, went, uh, you know. Few, few generally, players. generally, when you're in that sort of range uh, in, in the draft, uh, it starts to become a lot more of a crapshoot, right? Like, you, you're, you're talking, like, so pick, you know, the third pick there is probably pick 80 and the fourth pick there is, is probably pick like, you know, 110. And generally like, it's not that much of a big difference, but yeah, you can make an argument that, okay, you know, I like, let's let, you know, Hey, if they got a third for Mott, you know, I would have been happier today. No doubt about that. Mm -hmm. I would have been thrilled with a second. Right. So for sure you would have liked to have done that. Um, but you know, again, I, I do feel like maybe they held on to Mott just a bit longer than they should have. But if you look around the league, a lot of these fourth liner types they went for around the same sort of price, right? Yeah. I think it was really wingers. I think it was Minnesota. Very Valley. Wingers didn't have wingers Valley didn't have center exactly. or or defense, yeah. and it makes sense. It's 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 a you know a fourth line winger especially, right? And like yeah, Mott exactly. Mott was a good player for us. Like we got, it's a good day. Yeah. That's a good value for for the Rangers. I yeah. mean, like if we if it was out there, if the tables were turned, I would have happily given up a fourth for Mott, right? Like you know, for like a playoff, you know, kind of a 
um, you know, kind of a grinder type of guy, like you would have for sure been happy with that. It was a soft market for the forwards. Um, the, the like, what are you going to do? We never let someone walk away for free. And we did that exactly. way too many times in the previous era. And, you know, a lot of fans were frustrated with that shit. And, well, you know, maybe some fans could be disappointed about, you know, maybe one of the big names got not getting moved, like a JT Miller or a Brock Bester or a Connor Garland. But I also respect the fact that this management group isn't just going to get wet and just make a fucking trade just because, you know. That force it. I feel yeah. like when Jimbo, when, when, when shit would leak out of the management group in the, in the past, um, something would happen because – it felt like, you know, once it's leaked, it's getting out and it's going to happen. Whereas this group, you know, did, did, did it a different way. They tried to figure out what the market would be for these three players uh, before jumping on it right away to see what they should do with their options when it comes to the summer. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, these kind of deals don't really happen in, on the trade deadline unless they're walk, going into the final year of their contract. Um, and, uh, you know, and they've already told the team that they're not resigning. Like, Philip Forsberg right now is an interesting one in Nashville because what a hockey fucking player. Like that guy's a great hockey great. player. Stud. He's yep. in the UFA this year, right? Yep. So, yes. So, you know, the, the team and the player are, you know, are, you know, playing cat and mouse right now. Like they don't like the team and the, the team obviously wants to keep him, but Philip Forsberg isn't budging on how much he wants, right? He deserves all the money, right? The way he's playing right now. Like you hope that Pedersen get to that level one day because he is one of the best players in the league right now, and I would love him in a Canucks uni uh, if it was if it was possible. And if the Canucks could find a way to clear some cap space and he makes it to the UFA market, like that's a player that you you know maybe you trade JT and keep get, go get a player like him because that guy is a hell of a hockey player. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, these kind of deals don't happen at the deadline unless they're going into the final years of contract usually. Yeah, and that's what Anaheim did, right? Like yeah. Anaheim sold all of their free agents. Yeah. Like even if you assess each of these guys, like you look at each of the situations. I mean, Besser and Garland are both having what you would consider off years, right? Like they're statistically they're not having the greatest season. Garland, we paid a ninth overall pick for him. You're not going to just dump him for the sake of dumping yeah. him, right? Besser's obviously got that qualifying offer. You know, book loss that you know a lot of people are scared of. Right? Not looking good right now, man. Like I'm telling you right now, you know, a lot of fans in this market love Brock Besser. You know, he's a, a draft pick of our own. You know, had an unbelievable rookie year. I think his rookie year was better than Elias Pettersson's rookie year, and it was going so well. Like he was at 29 goals, and there was still like 20 plus games left in the season. Like that was his high watermark. Like that's his like career high right there. 29 goals. And he's never been able to get there ever again. Like, and his qualifying offer next year is seven point five million dollars. Like, that's this is a player that I don't know what the hell the team should do uh, do with them. Like, was Connor Garland? Like, I don't understand the, the the rumors about trading him because he's on a good, you know, four million dollar contract for a little bit of term. Like, he's the kind of players that I'd want to keep on this roster just because. He's not, you know, he doesn't have seven point five million dollar qualifying offer coming up. You know what I mean? Like, but the thing Brock, is, Otamber, you got to give to get, right? Brock Besser has been, like, even the market on him, you could tell that teams don't even want to make take a risk on him because you could tell that he doesn't skate fast enough. Like, for God's sake, Evander Kane's gonna catch him in goals here coming up, and he's played like twenty to thirty less games than him. 
Yeah. Like, I think in general, though, other than Miller, season. But the thing is, I think five. But I think other than other than Miller, I think everybody's had a down offensive year. Maybe Hughes, that you can argue that he's also had a good offensive year, and those two are probably the only ones. I think everybody's been a down Tanner offensive Pearson's year. Good for Val- yeah, Tanner Pearson Valley actually, you know, Valley. that's that's a, that's a good point. Year. Yeah, he's on. I think a forty point pace or so. Yeah, that's right. pretty solid for for middle six guy. So, but yeah, I mean, I think again, like you know, you go back to sort of these three. I just don't think that the valley was really there, and and obviously, as much as we would have loved to have seen something happen, you gotta have a a partner to dance with. I think the reason why they're uh, shopping around Garland is again, you gotta give to get, right? Like fundamentally, like I get what their philosophy is here, right? The what what I think they're gonna try to do is move two of Miller, Besser, Garland for two top four defensemen, right? And I think the idea here is that you reshuffle there because you still have someone like a Hoglander and a Pod Colson, you know, that can kind of move up and, and potentially fill those top six spots. It makes a lot of sense. It's sound. I wouldn't be surprised if they circle back to Marino in the offseason. Maybe that, you know, does actually happen this time around in the offseason. Um, Berkey pretty much all but admitted that, yeah, you know, Canucks, Canucks asked. You know, for for Marino, I can I can totally see that being the case, um, but you know, it did, just didn't seem like the value was there to move these guys, and I'm kind of glad that they didn't force it because honestly, we don't have a lot of tradable assets. You know, like like even when you, you talk about a guy like Tanner Pearson, you know, there's gonna be an element of of, of risk. Like any any team that looks to acquire him is gonna say, well, the, he's got two years of term left, and then his cap yeah. hits you know three and a and a quarter, right? Like there's gonna deal. be teams. Uh, he's a type of a team would make at the deadline if he was having a good year. They're not going to – he's not a deal that maybe somebody would want to take uh, in the summer. Maybe in the summer, I don't know. He just he, – like this year with two – like with the, what, the two years left after this one, it doesn't yeah. make sense for a team to take uh, take him on. But for for a UFA, if he was a UFA and he was having a good year uh, next season, I think a team I would – I think they would have, for sure, 100%. <laughs> Same thing with Dickinson. I think, I yeah. think even with Dickinson, they would have found – because he could play center – Right, and I think it's it's the term that makes it really hard for them to yeah. move these guys. Um, that's but, the you know, thing about the last regime that, like, they they locked themselves into too many t- contracts, and uh, and to players that are replacement level, like, you know, like I think marginal Oliver, upgrades at best. Yeah, I think Oliver Ekman Larson had a great year this year, and for he's person, had a good, ba- good bounce back. You know, he's, yeah. he's had a good year. Like, yeah, he's been. Yeah. He's been like awful for the last couple, maybe few games here. Like this homestand, he wasn't great, and this is the homestand we needed him to be great. His plays dipped the last couple yeah. weeks, yeah. But like we got, we're locked to him for a long, long term, and uh, that, five more years. And that's scary uh, for a team that you know it wasn't even good enough to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, um, for sure. And you know, I thought they were gonna make the playoffs for a little bit there. The home, this homestand really, really was a was a fucking kick to the fucking balls. But yeah, if they beat Colorado, you're but you're gonna be back on the bandwagon. So don't 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 worry. You're you're never too far from the bandwagon, man. Right? Vegas um, lost. Vegas. Vegas lost. There it is. There we go. Right. See, like there's always one foot, always one foot in. But again, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do. I I I, I look at the fact that okay, we've essentially got four crappy contracts on on the books, like not including OEL because quite frankly, let's not let's not even talk about moving OEL. Because it not only does he have a no move, he's got a no move clause. 
it, he's got like seven and like uh, you know seven point two cap hit five years. You gotta forget hope, about it. Man. You just gotta For, hope forget that we can move off Tyler Myers. If you could I think move Tyler off Myers, Myers, which team? might be possible, uh, Durant has possible. mentioned it a few times. It's his salary goes down yeah. or something in the next couple of years. Um, I, th- I think not- it's it's after next year that his his uh, bonus is like he's got like a five million dollar bonus. Uh, but yeah, I do think even this summer, I think there's no a chance you can move him. It's only a ten team yep. no trade list, right? Ten team, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I think there's a chance you could you can trade him. Look, in in a league where Travis Hamanick goes for a third round draft pick, I know he's got a three million dollar cap hit. Clearly, valuable. there's value. There's some value there for sure. So. You know, I think there's a possibility they could move him. Maybe even a Tanner Pearson after he's had a good year here. You know, yeah. like someone might go out there and kind of be like, you know what, we'll take on the two years. And, um, and maybe you can move I him think, as well. I, this is why I think they'd only have to move one of JT, Besser, and Garland. They don't have to move two. I think they could actually only move one and find a way to get a defenseman and get one in, uh, as a free agent if you can move off a guy like and we also got to remember that Jack Rathbone has played most of the year in the AHL, which is great. And he's going to yeah. get some Calder Cup games here coming up. Like, we don't know what – we. I think the, this defenseman is better than, you know, than we think he is. Like, he's he's doing well in the AHL. You know, we just got to hope that he stays. He's still very young. He's only like 22. Yeah, yeah. And right? Travis Dermott. He's still very young. About Travis Dermott. We haven't talked about Travis Dermott here. Um, he's, a, he's, he's an a, option. Another yeah. top moving defenseman that could play both sides. So yep. maybe he's a guy that fits with Oliver Ekman Larson, right? Yep. And, and maybe on the third pair, they, right? They hope. And yep. then maybe hope they hope they definitely hope. And if yeah. Rathcombe could take a step, man, you, and maybe you could get John Marino, his, his former defensive partner, to if you trade one of Besser or Garland for Marino. Like, I think you're cooking. You're starting to cook a little bit. I think maybe the team is. The team could get better quick, quicker than we think, and you know I really believe that this team is better than they were at the start of the season. Yeah, so. I mean it's kind of funny. To, like what I'm about to say is kind of funny, considering there's only six defensive spots. But if they could figure out a way to get two, two, three of those plugged between now and sort of the start of next year, um, definitely there's a chance that you know they can they can kind of elevate themselves and 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 you know kind of get better. I, I still philosophically think um, that, you know, you may have to move two of them just to, you know, to be able to really find those top four guys. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what, what, you know, Travis, you know, can, can show in these 18 games here. And, and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of upside there. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe, you know, if you can move up Pearson. JT Miller was a player on a Tampa Bay team that was stacked. I'm not saying Toronto's defense core is stacked because they're not. They suck. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, he was a player, a young player that the Canucks took a chance on, and he's turned out to be a top five player in NHL. And I'm not saying yep. Travis Dermott's going to be a top ten defenseman in the league, but if he could even show some bit of upside uh, coming from an organization that has higher expectations, uh, more pressure, more everything, and, and just more talent on their roster. Hey, I mean, Nate Schmidt was playing – in a, you know, for a very talented Washington team, went to Vegas and, you know, had a few fantastic seasons there, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, defensemen are, are weird 
but like, you know, I know you're, you always laugh about, you know, sort of the analytics and whatnot, but his analytic numbers are fairly strong. And even like, you know, the eye test, like I, I was looking into Dermot quite a bit last night. And I think, you know what, there's, this is definitely intriguing. I'm not by any means saying, oh, we got a top pair guy here. Just watch. We got the next Davon Taves. You know, by no means am I saying this is, you know, kind of what we got going on here. But this is an intriguing gamble. I mean, this is not like, you know, some, you know, low upside, you know, grinder type, you know, gutty type of, you know, guy here. I think there's, this is someone who I think has some, has some upside here. That Gutty's playing can, well in Calgary, man. He's play, you know what? But that's the thing though, right? Like Gutty's in a, in a, in a fantastic role in Calgary, right? He's, yeah. he's out there, you know, as their number five, number six guy. Shen, in a Luke Shen type role. He's in a Luke Shen type of role, sheltered minutes, right? So, you know, but like, yeah, going back to Dermot, like, you know, I think it's an interesting swing and I think it's worth the third round pick. Personally, I'm a greedy bastard. I would have loved to have seen us like completely steal Dermot, you know, like, like get him for like a fifth, sixth kind of thing, you know, just to, you know, just to make it a, that much sweeter. But I still think it's a worthwhile swing. And, and look, we saw what the price for defensemen were. This was this was the price for defensemen, right? Like like yeah. there were a lot of shitty defensemen that were even going for second round draft picks, right? So you know, I think it's uh it's interesting to kind of see what what that might look like. But I want uh, this team, I want this team to rebuild this decor, and they need to. And that starts with moving off a guy like Tyler Myers, Must. and and it and it began with bringing in a guy like Travis Dermott. And Absolutely. We'll see what happens uh, here going forward. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with you know, like a, like like a Poolman. He like he wasn't having an awful year. And again, like I think I think you know Tucker Poolman's the kind of guy that if he's like a number five defenseman, number six defenseman, you're probably fine. I think the the ridiculous part was always the term there, and 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 the fact that okay they went out there and gave him two and a half million. Now it's, you know, arguably speaking, about a million dollars more than what you would have wanted. You know, but again, a million dollars isn't the end of the world I either. Think, I think if you do trade Besser to Pittsburgh and you get a John Marino type, maybe you can offload Pullman. You could attach Pullman to that deal. Yeah. I'm still hopeful that it's Myers that goes the other way. You know, like I'm hoping that there's some Dino Joes there that uh, like the, the the giraffe size and and they're more open to you know, taking on Myers at that point. Uh, I, I don't know how that would... But that was a lot of capital. Capital. Yeah. I think you have to try to Myers to keep like Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, again, you know, hey, hey, we got another one of these guys. Hey, you interested? <laughs> I mean, I know. what you need is Jim Benning to, get, you know, get back into the league. And then, <laughs> then you got to go out there. And we need more Jimbo's in the league. We Travis Abedick. We got a third-round pick. Like, that was... Um, did you hear it afterwards? Like, I, I, apparently, like in in sort of talking about okay, why a third? He was like, ah, we didn't have a fourth. They weren't taking a fifth, so we did. Okay, fine, we'll do a third. And I'm just like, I love the fact that there's still dinosaurs in this league, right? Like, like, like you didn't need to do this, you know? But like, you also remember that there are also some, you know, supposedly smart folks in the league, like Kyle Dubas, who make stupid mistakes too, right? Like Peter Morazic, he's the thing with Dubis is that you know, like um, you know, with a guy like Dubis, I don't think you're you're going to be able to get uh, a Tyler Myers, you know, to sold to him. Yeah. But yeah, for sure, I'm sure you could probably you know sell something else, you know, to, to a guy like Dubis for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Kyle Dubis I mean, hell, even here in Vegas, fun, right? 
also like even, on uh, what's his name, uh, Cody Cece. Yeah, for sure. I know you look at you look at Vegas too. Like, I mean, they they had Dandenov, so they paid a third round draft pick in July to get him, right? And then they paid a second round draft pick to to well, or at least they're trying to trade a second round draft pick to flip him down Anaheim. You just think about like just completely pissing away assets, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's Vegas, you know. We talk about their war chest and all that shit, and then kind of let it through. Their organization that I think is going to be pretty fucked here. I know they have they have Jack Eichel and Mark Stone and their stack, but I could see this organization, you know, you know, you know, not playing so well here in the future here, just because you know their players are going to get older, like. Marcheseau and uh, Ryan and Pacioretty and, you know, Petrangelo. And, you know, a guy that I look at in Vegas that I, maybe if they need to get, you know, clear some cap is Shea Theodore. And Man, if, that would be so stupid if, if they moved get, Theodore. If we could get Shea Theodore, mm. and I think that a guy from Vegas on the radio here, I don't remember what show he was on. I think he was on. I don't remember what show he was on. I want to mention the show usually just because, you know, I listen to radio a lot and I don't want to, like, take credit for something that I that I wasn't even on, whatever. I just want to give credit to the show, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and he did say that the Vegas Golden Knights – oh, no, do you know it was Mike McKenna? Or was it – I don't even know. Fuck. We'll give, <laughs> it, we'll give him credit anyways. Somebody from uh, – oh, it was on the Halford and Bruff show. That's what it was from. Um, right. This is Shea Theodore and Mike. I mean, uh, Alex Petrangelo can't uh, exist on the same team with the cap space. With the the cap space that they have, right? They don't really have a, a ton of cap space here coming up because uh, they have a lot of guys on LTIR right now. Like it's it's a shit show. They're there. tight. They're tight. I mean, think about it. Right? They've got ten million for Eichel. They, I think uh, Stone is like eight or nine million. Pacioretty is like seven million. Right, like at some point they're gonna have to start selling off players. There's yeah, no, no doubt about it. They're too, they're almost too top heavy. Shea right? um, here would look so good. Yeah, uh, I th- those are those are tough tough trades to do. You know, when when teams are sort of selling those kind of players. But yeah, for sure, like it, it'd be awesome. You know, like if if we could if we could you know we do bring, like bring him home. What do you do a Garland for theater type trade? Oh, hell yeah. You don't have I to ask them. even on the cap, too. Yeah, no, hell yeah. But, I mean, I don't think they would do that, though, right? Like, I, I think uh, – um, yeah, no, I, what I'm hoping to see for the final 18 games or so here, hopefully, like, you know, Jack Rathbone gets a chance. Hopefully, you know, we get to see uh, some of our, our, you know, like um, um, uh, some of the, the bottom six guys, you know, get, get an opportunity that, that you know, are playing in, in Abbotsford. Um, and, and, you know, let's kind of see what, what, you know, hopefully some of these guys also increase their value, right? Is like Highmore uh, RFA? Highmore is RFA. So is, uh, Lamico as well. He's RFA. Okay, and those of- are ARB, ARB eligible too, by the way. So those are always guys that are, are trending towards you either sign a deal. Or we get them for like under a mil and a half for both. I think Lamico might be starting to price some stuff out of it, to be honest, because he's, he's well. put up some goals. He's doing well, right? He's put up goals. And the thing is, so these guys start to become that territory where teams don't qualify them because they don't want to go to ARB, right? Yeah. So, you know, it could end up becoming one of the situations. I hope, where we I hope Lamico's here next year. I like him. I like him, but, like, I, I'm at a point where I don't want to see any of our fourth liners getting paid more than a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I think we got to be very squeaky clean there. 
Unfortunately, there's going to be another three and a half million of dead cap space, you know, for next year as well. And 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 so there's one more year of, of, of you know that crap that we'll have to deal with. Yaro Halak. Um, Halak plus there's Wait, also the the Hopi. Disappointed that the Canucks couldn't trade him. Sorry. Were you disappointed that Yaro Halak couldn't get traded today? That was the one thing that sort of got me. Like that was the one thing that I that was uh, that I didn't really like what the Canucks didn't what they didn't do today. Uh, was you know I can understand the Besser Miller Garland ship, but the Yarrow Halak stuff because you getting off that bonus I thought would have been big, big for this team, and they weren't able I to just, do it. I don't think I don't think this was something they were ever set up to do. It seems like Yarrow was pretty firm about not waiving his no move clause, and then when he finally decided, okay, fine. I'll do it. There just was no market. I mean, what? How many goalies even went? Let's just say Dollywell was right, right? Like Rick. Yeah, of course. No, Rick, Rick was right. Uh, you know, Rick's always right. Rick's always right. You know, Uncle Uncle Dollywell. You know, is, he would always. He would always. Uh, he on this show, Donnie and Dolly, like they they had a running joke because you know Dolly would. I mean, Donnie would always bring up you know Yarrow Halak and you know trading him, and Dolly would get pissed all the time. Like Dollywell would be like. He's not moving, like he's not waving his nose. He wasn't, and, and unfortunately, that killed his market, right? Like, if there ever was an opportunity that killed his market, the thing that I did find to be bizarre was that a team like Edmonton and Toronto didn't bother trying to take a flyer on okay. a guy like Yar. Yo, no, no, because you know why? Because Miko Koskinen, he's been good this year, he's been good recently. The Edmonton Oilers are coming. The Edmonton Oilers are coming. Oh, right. Do you know down. who won the trade down. deadline? Do you know who won the trade deadline? Who? Edmonton? Because they got Evander Kane. And it wasn't even yeah. a trade. It was a signing. But they won the trade deadline because they got one of the best goal scorers in the league. And they got oh, $1.5 million. And that's the difference between the Canucks making the playoffs and Edmonton making the playoffs. And Edmonton going to win the Pacific Division. They're going to win the Pacific Division. We're going to see Nathan McKinnon versus Connor McDavid in the Western Conference Finals. And it's going to be a hell of a show. We just saw it play. They lost a... The it was a good game. Was it not a good game? They lost a day. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch all their games. Not all their fans. Evander Kane. By the all way... Right. By the way... Uh, I put a poll question up on the SCT uh, uh, podcast yeah. here. And uh, the poll question was... Wait, let me just get this up here. Uh... Will Evander Kane have more goals than Brock Besser by the end of the season? Thirty-two votes. You know, not the votes, uh, not not as many votes as I thought it would have by now. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't bode well. <laughs> it doesn't bode well for for your handling of of the SCT account. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I might be killing the account here, but it's okay. You know, it sounds like, like it. <laughs> I'm a, it's a right wing podcast. Yeah, I'd rather have the the listeners be right wing than uh, have a lot of the liberal listeners. To be honest, um, all right. Eighty four percent say yes. Eighty four percent out of thirty four people. How many of those were your fake Russian bots? Okay, that are voting. How many of these thirty four votes were fake Russian bots? That's what I'd like to know. Right? It's probably like probs burners. Do you think, do you think about voting? Uh, reach. Uh, uh, Besser, Besser's a uh, goal goal mark by the end of the season. I don't know. I, nor nor do I care. To be Why not? With you. Because, I don't. I don't follow. I, I don't follow. That's the one thing I'll come back to Twitter for. 
And that's why I use that SET account, boys. For Evander Kane? Pissed me off. You know, I don't talk about anything else on Twitter. I don't. I don't get. You wanted you wanted Evander Kane. It's the Evander Kane shit because I wanted Evander Kane on the Canucks. He would have been a great player for the Canucks, but folks in this city, people in this city, just weren't were didn't want it because he allegedly did some things that weren't proven in court. He allegedly Yo, Tanvir, did. Tanvir, Tanvir, hold up, hold up, hold up. The folks in the city don't run the team. All right, the Jim media, Rutherford the, and Patrick Alvin run the team. The media influences the the oh owner of the Vancouver Canucks and Francesco Aquilini. Media does not influence. Yes, he does. Come on, but if media influenced, if if media influenced Aquaman, the media right, then no, dude, they would they would have the sold. Media would have been bad public media for the organization, and you don't you know that Francesco doesn't want to get in that kind of PR. He doesn't want that PR. Frankie sings his own tune. Frankie sings his own tune. He missed out on one of the best goal scorers in the NHL, a local kid who played for the Vancouver Giants and was a hell of a hockey player. Uh, he scores goals, and he I don't. I don't think. I don't think they wanted to take the risk of having that in their locker room, especially like. So you heard with the Hamannik trade, right? You heard that like there were so many people that were like, "Oh my God, you know this is great!" Like in the locker room. That were so happy There's that Hamnick got traded. Evander Kane and and Travis Hamnick is Evander Kane wanted to play hockey games, <laughs> you know. Travis Hamnick was, you know, you know. The, the, but like that's the thing, though. Do you really want someone with issues? And to be honest with you, like I think Miller's also a little bit of a polarizing, you know, sort of figure. This was just asking to for a blow up. This was just. Asking for a blow up, well, having Kane on that team. They're one of the hottest teams in the league, and you know I am putting my money on them to win the cup. I'm, yeah, I mean, we'll see if the if they even get out of the first round. I mean, at Nico this point, with that goaltending, good. He's been good. No, no, I don't. You're gonna the fact that you're gonna actually put your money on on Koskinen is is. is you you should not be at all running any betting accounts ever again for the rest of your life. I mean, like that's that, that that's that's enough, right? Hey, I'll bet you again. How about we have a little bet here? We'll, we'll donate it. We'll donate it somewhere instead of uh, keeping the money for ourselves, so you know we could gamble it and sure. something else. What's the bet? Um, we'll do a hundred dollars. The Edmonton Oilers win the Pacific Division. I'm not saying win in the regular season. Win as in come out of the Pacific Division and play. Oh, the, play the call, come out of the playoffs. Yeah, so play the Colorado Avalanche in the Western Conference Finals. Wait, are you being are you betting me hundred dollars specifically for that matchup, or are you just uh, betting hundred dollars? They will win the Pacific Division in the playoffs. They will come so, out. Of the Division. So what? What if they don't even? What if they finish as a wild card and they go into the other side? Are you basically saying hundred dollars that Edmonton's going to the Final Four? Is that basically what you're saying? No, they're going to be top three in the Pacific for sure. Okay, so all right, this is this is. You want to bet a hundred dollars that well, they're going to win the Pacific when they, when they might not. You're going to bet a hundred dollars that they're going to win the Pacific when they might not be even in the playoffs in the Pacific. They will. You're be. good with that. Okay. No, no. You're, I just want to clarify. I just want to clarify that these are the parameters of your bet. Let's wait till they make the playoff. They make the final three, and we'll have this uh, bet going on by till the end of the season. Our we'll playoff preview. All right. Done. Yeah. Come playoff preview. We yeah. will do a show. We'll do a recap of, of the Canucks season, and 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 we'll start planning out the parade because obviously they're going to have made the playoffs, right? 
Got to give you a little something to make you happy. Do you know why they didn't Uh, make the playoffs? Because Edmonton Oilers jumped on Evander Kane and the Canucks didn't. Oh, wow. All right. I thought thought maybe. I really believe that Evander Kane right now. Maybe you blame Green there. On the homestand, we could have gone five and one on the homestand. Wow. Evander Kane should be the MVP then, eh? I mean, he should be the MVP of the league. He's that damn good. I mean, he's, he's absolutely. You know what they did on this home side? We couldn't score goals, so we wow. didn't score against Detroit. You know the Detroit game. We didn't score one goal. I think Evander Kane might might have been able to find a way to score a goal that night. You know, I yeah, because I mean, he's he's MVP, right? I mean, when when you got a guy that good, of course he's gonna find a way to score at least a couple. I never said he was MVP, but if you want to say he is, then it's <laughs> Anyways, getting getting back I on track. There's better players in the league than him, but I'm just saying, if he was on the Canucks, I really believe that the Canucks would be maybe five and one on this homestand right now. Sounds sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Getting back to the Canucks now. He's not on the Canucks. Getting back, uh, I think we're in for a very interesting off season. Um, I was looking at uh, at the calendar. 15 weeks to go till draft week. So it's like, oh my God, I wish we could just hit sort of the sim button and just jump over to the draft week because that's... You really think we're playing NHL 22 right now? You're the guy in NHL 22 that doesn't even play the games. He just sims. I I would would absolutely sim right now. (laughs) Wait till the draft. Listen, listen. If I was if, if if my team was built by Jim Benning, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna sim it at this time of the year, right? And there's there's a track record that suggests why you know yeah. come this time of the year, come March, it's best to sim the last like three four months of the of, of, you know of, of the year. There's a proven track record there, but yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to to the draft. Uh, I think it's going to you know, also be interesting that, you know, hopefully for once we'll actually finally hold on to our draft pick. Um, even though I'm hearing that it's sort of a so-so draft, it's not as, 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 as you know, loaded as sort of the, the 2023 draft. But, um, hey, we'll be in another lottery in all likelihood. And uh, that's going to be interesting because I don't know if you know, the, the, the rules have changed for the lottery. Uh, you can only go up 10 spots. Who is, by the way, who is the consensus number one? This is Shane Wright. Shane Wright, yeah, still for now, but it's he's not he's not getting the love that um, you know other number ones have gotten in recent years. Um, but then again, like you know, sometimes like even Owen Power, for example, last year, if you recall. Um, He's you know, he, he's, a, he's a really good prospect now. He, he's so highly regarded now. But this time last year, there was still some questions, right? Like, is he number one? Is he going to go number one? And and I kind of have a feeling that Shane Wright's in a little bit of that same boat. So perhaps, you know, in a year from now, people will look back and be like, oh, yeah, he he's definitely deserves to be the number one player. Um, but, uh, yeah, interesting wrinkle that you can only bounce, go up 10, 10 spots. So if the Canucks were to finish where they are, I think they're 14th right now. Yeah. And if they were to win one of the lottery spots, they would basically be either like fourth or fifth, or something like that. Or or four, I think I think they could only jump up to fourth or like something that. something like that. I like that. Yeah. So it, it's it's not a you know it, well it kind of sucks. I, obviously, you know, being in the shoes we're in right now, I'd, I, if we're gonna finally win a lottery, I'd rather finish first. 
Um, but uh, so maybe, and you know, if you're a a lottery fan, you know, I, I would imagine you want to finish in the bottom eleven. Then, right? Bottom eleven means you got a shot at one. So uh, we're kind of in that sort of middle range now. But uh, regardless, I think at the end of the day, what's the most important thing though is that our team has a good statistical finish, so that these guys have good value at the draft yeah. when 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 this you know management group can finally start to shake and bake things. Is Evander uh, Kane a UFA next year? Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> okay, there you go again. <laughs> He's still not coming here. He's still not coming here. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's He's still not coming here. Right, right wing the truckers convoy. I'm gonna go. You know, oh, but like, doesn't that doesn't that kind of piss you off? He plays left. He's a left winger. He's not even a right winger. <laughs> that must absolutely just irk you. The fact he's that he's a left winger. Hoover, man. I don't get it. Why people? Uh, this is stuff that was proven that he didn't even do. Like it was, he it was innocent until proven guilty, right? Yeah, I, I, I think there's like okay. Here's the thing, right? Like I think there's certain locker rooms that can handle that, and 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 it seems like that Oilers locker room. There's enough there, perhaps, right? They have some, you know, I don't know. They, maybe they have the personalities. Maybe McDavid's got a really good handle with dry saddle of that locker room. Maybe they command the type of respect where you can't really you well, know, bullshit them. Right? right? I mean, league leaders, right? Like maybe that's maybe that's an easy, easier fit where you're feeling more comfortable in doing that. But uh Anyways, regardless, I, I still don't think the Oilers, you know, got much going on there. But it's it's still going to be interesting, though, the playoffs. Like, I'm, I'm interested to see what Calgary does. Calgary's um, not doing shit. They're not doing shit. I don't shit. know. They, they, they looked good on Saturday. Yeah, we won 7-1, too. We just forget yeah. that. Yeah, and, and, and then we also got whipped by the Avalanche 7-1 as well, right? So, yeah. you know, it's sort of like that any given Sunday. Anybody can win, you know, one, one off. Right? We got whipped Sorry? We whooped Calgary 7-1. I know. And then the Avalanche also whooped us earlier in the year 7-1. And the Avalanche are better than us. They're, yeah, so they're Calgary not. was supposed to whoop us 7-1. And then we lost to Detroit 1-0, right? Yeah. So, I mean, come on. What, what are you – What are you? we lost to Buffalo. Like, what, what are you trying to prove here, right? I mean – What, I, what I'm trying to say is the Calgary Flames aren't good. And the Edmonton Oilers are better. I'm Team Edmonton. Um, I can't cheer for the Flames. I don't know why people I, – I feel like in this market – there's some uh, closet flame plant, flame fans. Maybe okay. Speaking of again, let's go back to the deadline here. Out of out of we talked about the sellers, and I kind of said that Montreal and Anaheim. I would think from a seller perspective, they're the best. From a buyer perspective, who do you think they're the best? Well, that's a good question. A lot Colorado, of people. I thought Colorado did. Really Colorado, lot was was something. And and a lot of people actually liked uh, what the the Rangers did. Yeah, Rangers did pretty well. With I think cough. I think Pittsburgh got a low key, really good hockey player in Ricardo Bell. Yeah, and he's just like a second. That, he's just gonna enter that locker room and just score a bunch of goals. And, and uh, yeah. Pittsburgh's gonna go to the conference finals or, yeah. or shit. like like I don't know. I feel like like who thought that Jeff Carter would be a good deadline day deal? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Jeff Carter, out of his prime, Jeff Carter goes to Pittsburgh, and all he does is score goals. Yeah, um, this I'm is where I'm. I'm looking forward to the Canucks, like you know, kind of getting to that point 
where like you know like like you don't even really need like four top four defensemen six top six forwards you know what i mean like you just need you know you could even like be like you can even have like five you know top six defense uh, top four uh, top six forwards and like three top four defensemen but if you've got enough pieces where you can kind of just get to like the deadline and then you pick up like a jeff carter type of you know asset you know and and, yeah. and you kind of round out like i'm looking forward to us getting to that point yeah, where we can do these buyers those uh chris higgins uh lapierre days like when we were buying at the yeah. time not to be great deals like another team that i thought did uh uh very well was Tampa Bay. They got Nick Paul. Ooh. Nick Paul's a good hockey player. Uh, Tampa Bay also got what's his name, Brandon Hagel. Yeah, they gave they up a lot. lot, but two they, firsts. But you know those players that they targeted are gonna make an impact because. <laughs> but I mean, that's the other thing too. Like I, like I love what Tampa did from a perspective of like, look, they won back to back cups. What they have an opportunity to do here is something it's quite legendary, right? Yeah. It's legendary. They could put themselves in in that sort of you know like elite status. I mean, nobody's won back to back to back cups in like what like yeah forty years or whatever. Oilers, Tom I think, were the last one. City, bro. They have Tom Brady in their in their city and uh, oh, what a what a spoiled spoiled, spoiled city there, right? But yeah. I, I love the I love what that franchise did though of just like completely going for it, and I really appreciate the way they're built too, right? Like they know. They've got the skill. They know the really good defensemen. They've got us, like probably, arguably speaking, the best goalie in the NHL. Um, and and then all they got to do is just sort of find those pieces in that sort of third line, sort of you know fourth line type of role that are key pieces to a playoff push. I really, I want to get to that level, man. Yeah, I do. That's too. what I want. I really, hope, that's that's what I want. I really hope Florida doesn't win anything because they gave up so many assets. And, oh, they, they want, they're all in, eh? You know, but if they if they didn't, Dude, they don't have a first round draft pick till twenty twenty five. What? Yes. Wow. They don't. They they traded their twenty twenty two for Bennett. They traded the twenty three unprotected, by the way, which was one of my favorite deals that Montreal made. I would have loved to have an unprotected twenty twenty three pick. Wow. They traded that to Montreal, and then they traded the twenty four pick for Claude Giroux. Yeah. So they don't have a first round draft pick until 2025. I love, it. I love it. I hope this team just goes down the drain and I can't wait to see Grancer. All in, man. They're they're all in, right? Like they're yeah. absolutely all in. Not to win shit. That's the best. And they're in, they're in arguably speaking the hardest division. Yeah. And yet, like like they could lose in the first round. I think the Metro is the hardest division. Like I think there's too many good teams in that division. Whereas like the like, Ranger, I don't know about the Rangers. I'm I'm not sold on the Rangers, honestly. Like I, I I'm not Carolina, Pittsburgh. I, I do like Pittsburgh. I like Carolina. Yeah. I, I think Washington's stingy, right? But I don't know, man. Like I look at the other division there. The what is it? It's the Atlantic, I don't think right? that good. I think there's only two good teams in that division. It's Tampa and Florida. Tampa, Florida, but Boston's in there too. And now Boston, they they picked up Lindholm, Tampa's right? Lindholm, Lindholm is a really good player. Like I think, and, that and he's going to play with McAvoy. Yeah. Right. So now they've got a, like a legit top four. Yeah, I think you I know, think like, Boston's better than Toronto now. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I'm, I'm, I'm look. I think we're all not sold Toronto's with really Toronto's good. goaltending. They're goaltending. Yeah, Toronto. I think this year is their worst team they've had. They've had in a while. And yes, they the picked up Gio. They picked up Giordano, who, who's, he's old though. He's like 
38. Not good right? anymore. If you saw him playing yeah. Seattle even a little bit, he was terrible this year. He's old. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, still, I think that's a tough division, I would say. East is loaded, man. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at the East playoff, does like does like broke. Colorado's like Calgary and I like Edmonton. Yeah, I know you like Edmonton, but like it's true. Like the West is, it's Colorado's to to lose, yeah, right? Like Colorado's like straight up, it's Colorado's to lose. And when I know Vegas Calgary's is gonna be good. Vegas, Vegas. First of all, they didn't get in, right? They're not a goalie either, and and they don't have a goalie either right now. So they're in a little bit of a. This but year, Minnesota, Minnesota might be a little sneaky one. Like speaking of goalie, they picked up Flurry, yeah, right, to sure up their goaltending, and that's a good team. There's another team that Nashville's let's not weird. forget. Nashville's weird. Not yeah. I thought Nashville would be like kind of like a seller type of team, but like yeah. they bounce back. Uh, Roman Yossi is having like yeah. a season of all seasons, Norris and as you mentioned, Phil R- Yossi, Roman Yossi. Really? Would you? Would you go with him or Kale McCarr? I think right now it's probably actually going to be Yossi, to be honest. He's 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 got more points than McCarr somehow. Um, he's carrying that team. Like Roman Yossi is going to get some MVP votes. You know, he's carrying that team. Like I mean, it's pretty it's pretty unbelievable what the type of year he's having. How does National find these guys? Like. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, man. Like, they're a factory, man. They're a factory. Right? They're a factory. But yeah, like when when I look at the West, it's definitely quite open, um, and and it, I think it's going to be interesting. Like uh, even the LA Kings, they're sort of a solid team, but nobody really thinks they're ready yet, right? Um, and yet, you know, first round. I like yeah, that. yeah, and, and and right now, if they like, they're pegged to play. Edmonton potentially in the first round, right? So, um, you know, it, it is gonna be interesting. I think definitely Colorado's got you know the the best bet. St. Louis is a bit sneaky there; they're still in the mix there, right? But not as lethal as as the East, man. Mm-hmm. East is gonna be just murder. Like and, and we don't we don't talk enough about Carolina, and they're a damn damn good team. And the thing with the East is. The be- the West benefits, you know. One to show here pretty quick, but the West benefits if they go to, you know, when they go to the Stanley Cup Finals because the East is just going to be, you know, beat the fuck up, and you know, Probably. some teams in the West are going to, you know, sweep team, uh, sweep some uh, teams like Colorado might just, you know, sweep Vegas if they play them in the first round or yeah. Dallas. Like Dallas is a team that's they're a weird team. I don't think they're that good. Yeah, and. I think whoever, if Colorado... Jason gets, Robertson is really good. I've got him in the pool. Oh, He's my God. He's so good. He's so good. It, it, another guy that was in the third round of the draft. Second. He was second round. Second we, round, whatever. We like, passed up on him, you know, to take who? Cole Lind. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Why is nobody taking Cole Lind? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 Why is nobody taking Cole? Why is nobody taking Cole in? Uh, Jason Robinson, <laughs> fuck, eh? Good yeah, Jason Robinson. Uh, here, we passed on him there. About the draft, right? Like you, you look at the draft. You're all excited about Cole Land and and Jonah Gadjevich, and you look four or five years later, and it's Robinson. There's there's the steal. Like, like every second round, you're gonna find that. Like even even yeah. 2018, we're all excited about Jet Wu. 
And, you know, there's others that have, like, completely surpassed, you know, what, what, where Jet Wu's kind of at, right? Who was the player that was taken after Jet Wu again? There was a really good uh, Montreal guy, Romanov, wasn't he? Romanov, yeah, yeah. Romanov out of Montreal. Um, yeah, I, you never know with defensemen, though. Like, this is, def- this is the one thing that I, I find really fascinating in the NHL is defense really, really is the most challenging position to peg. I think we're very blessed with a Quinn Hughes. I think if we can just find one more top pair guy, you can figure out the three and the four. You know, like like even a guy like OEL, I think can give you good value. Maybe not at the three, maybe as a four. You know, as things as he ages, like in his throughout his sort of early thirties. Some of these guys, injuries aside, right? Some of these guys can actually still be good defensemen into, you know, their 30s. Um, so, like, even look at Edler, for example. Like, you know, like, there's a guy, an example of a guy who, you know, played well into, like, you know, age 35 type of thing. Uh, so, defense is the one thing Jimbo could never figure out, right? Like, clearly, he only got one right, and that was Quinn Hughes. Other than that, he couldn't figure this out. No, and if that's if that's the one area, if that's the one area that Jr. And, and Patrick Alvin figure out and improve, I got confidence that this team is going to become a contender. Yeah, it, it might, but, you know, it's also going to – they're going to have to make some tough decisions coming up here. Uh, we only got, like, what, five yeah. minutes left here. Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk about JT Miller. That's a big topic in Canucksville. And we'll talk about that another day, probably in the summer, when the, the talk starts heating up again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Brock Besser is a, a question mark. Connor Garland, I don't know why it's a question mark, but has sort of put uh, put himself in that conversation with with all the reports coming out from the national media that, you know, he was getting shopped by the Canucks. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of question marks going forward here coming up. I can't I'm, – I'm looking forward to just talking about him with, uh, with the FET crew here. Um, you know, it's going to be fun. I think, like you said – if this regime could figure out the defense, um, who knows what this team is capable of. But uh, We got the goalie, right? We bought the goalie. And I know you're being down on PD, but I still think PD's going to do special things for this franchise. And, and, I, and I do feel like they, we're going we're, like, we're to get a good pick here, right? Like we're going to get, a, in all likelihood, a top 15 with, pick. With PD, I am down on him because he's put me in that situation, in that, in that, situation you know he hasn't had a great year if anybody that's saying that he's had a good year he, he hasn't right and I, I still believe in the player i still i still think he could be a good player but you know a lot of things this year that has rubbed me the wrong way and not just with pd with brock besser you know brock besser you know i, I like i can't believe what he's turned into like i really thought that we had a number one winger but i don't think he's a you thought one. we had a kyle connor right like that's basically yeah. like what kyle connor's on pace for like 100 points 50 goals, 100 points. Like, if Brock Besser could be Evander Kane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we let's end the show here. We'll talk, about, right. we'll talk about the, you know, we'll talk more about this stuff in the summer. Uh, the Canucks yeah. still have 18 games left remaining in the in the season. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much, the season's over. Like, I'm I'm at that point where I'm, my both my feet are out the door. Um, and I'm looking forward to just seeing the new guys, like Dermot, come play. 
Maybe Rathbone gets some uh, games. I heard get today that really yeah. will play some games for Abbotsford in the playoffs coming up. That'll Expect be fun that. to watch uh, in the summer yeah. uh, or during yeah. the playoffs. So, you know, like there's still so, some things to look forward to with this team. Um, but, uh, you know, we're still in that same, in that same, uh, you know, watermark, I guess, uh, just not being that. Yeah. Not I mean, enough. hey, and we've been doing for how long? Uh, we've been doing this cat pod, I think, for four or five years. Yeah, we're still waiting. We're not but a in all like podcast, just like the Canucks aren't consistent with winning games. We don't we don't record every week, but we you know, when we do come out, we're uh, we're, you know, we're we talk about some the major issues for sure. And we'll have a top fifteen pick that you know is going to be a very valuable asset towards mm-hmm. this you know this organization, right? And 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 so hopefully you know we'll see where that shakes out, um, and and you know hopefully that that's going to be a piece that we'll be able to plug into the lineup moving forward. Uh, there's still you know room like reason for optimism, but uh, hopefully we find those dance partners. That's what we really gotta hope for as as Canucks Nation. Yeah, is let's find those dance partners, and and let's sort of you know believe that this group can do it. Uh, my final thoughts, as far as this group goes today, I, I think all things considered, I'd probably give them maybe like a B minus on the dead trade deadline. Uh, I don't want to be too harsh. Um, I think, you know, they showed good patience today. Uh, I wish that, you know, we were able to kind of find a dance par- partner and pull off a big blockbuster, but it just wasn't there and nobody did that. Right. Yeah. So you know, with that said, um, I appreciate the fact that they didn't shoot themselves in the foot by forcing something, mm-hmm. right? That, um, you know, we're going to hopefully plant some seeds for some, you know, big moves. Uh, oftentimes, like what I've heard and seen in the NHL, often certain deals take months to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe there were some seeds planted here that are gonna, you know, kind of grow and, and and really materialize come come this summer. So uh, let's see. But uh, you know, uh, interesting. And then hey, at least we got we moved Hamdek, which was yeah. which showed showed a lot of lot there. So, the, the team, you know, you know, a lot of things that the team, this uh, management group has to fix going here forward. And hopefully, when we're doing this pod next year around this time, the the Canucks are uh, a better team than uh, they are this year. Either that or they're complete tank mode for, for Bernard. Yeah. Like, no in between next year, man. No in between next year. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like, no in between next year. Let's end this show on Connor Bernard because. Uh... Oh, good. There's a stud. <laughs> Local Vancouver kid. He, he is the hero. He is the, the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. All right.